Hey folks, this is Trains Live, the Trains.com podcast. In this episode, Kevin Gillum and I talk about our experience with Big Boy, Union Pacific number 4014. Kevin has some stories to share and tips about capturing the Big Boy on camera. And I'm going to tell you about my experience riding in the cab of the Big Boy. Do you like what you hear? Listen, check out this episode in video with a Trains.com Unlimited membership. Click the link in the episode notes and watch it today. Oh, wait a minute. Not a member? Try our 30-day free trial of Trains.com, the ultimate online portal for anyone who loves trains of any size from any era. Trains.com, it's your home for the most comprehensive routing news and curated video series, articles, photos, and so much more, all about trains. We're going to talk today about, well, we're going to start off with once-in-a-lifetime experiences. You know, maybe some of you have been to Disney World before, and you spent the week on the roller coasters and all the shows, and you ride the monorail. Okay, riding the monorail is cool, right? But what if you rode in the cab up there where the pilot rides? Yeah, you probably consider that a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. You know, maybe you've gone to a, a bunch of concerts. We all like music, you know, getting good tickets as Vince is back here nodding going, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but listen, then somebody hands you or you score tickets in the front row for Springsteen. There's a lifetime experience, ladies and gentlemen. That is absolutely a lifetime experience. Well, what can we do in the trains world? Well, you know, we probably have all seen trains, steam, diesel. We maybe even have been at a, a tourist railroad and we have ridden in the cab of a historic locomotive. Then somebody says, hey, come ride in the cab of the big boy. Yeah, 4014, the only operational big boy left out of the eight. Come take a cab ride. Well, this last week, that's what I got to do. And we are going to talk about that today. Union Pacific 4014, the big boy, made its probably one trip for this year. Um, it was an excursion from Cheyenne, Wyoming, down to Denver. Um, it was in support of the Union Pacific Railroad Museum in Council Bluffs, Iowa. It was a beautiful train, all polished, big boy out front. And folks, it was an experience. Now, for me, this was kind of something a, a little little personal, if you will, and I want to I call up just a couple of images here to, to get you to understand um, what I am talking about. little personal background here. Before I came here to Kalmbach and got onto the staff of Trains Magazine, um, I actually worked at the National Railroad Museum in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And you're kind of seeing the behind the scenes here right now. There's my images that I want to share with you. There we go. For a little over 22 years, I got the privilege of working around big boy number 4017 just about every day. And it was, it was a thrill. I got to work on the exhibit around that locomotive. Uh, when you look at the cab here, um, I probably have jammed thousands of school students into that cab to tell them what it's like. What is that experience? Well, the one thing that I was never able to do 
was to really describe what it was like in the cab of a big boy. I, I've, you know, it's sitting there, it's room temperature, it's heated in the winter, it's cold in the summer in the museum there, but never the real one and never when it's moving. And the best I could always do was tell you out of the books and the research that I had done what it was like. That has changed. A once in a lifetime experience of riding in the cab of an operating big boy and what it was like. So the trip was, was very interesting. Um, you know, the big boy is, it is, it is a people magnet to say the least. And there, there was something that kind of struck me as we were going along on this trip was that, you know, the big boy is kind of a, it's a mirror and at the same time it is a window. And I want to bring up a video clip um, from the a stop in Greeley, Colorado. And I want you to just watch and share with me what uh, what the, the reaction in the crowd was, what the what the people were looking at, what they were seeing. Notice the ages, what they're talking about. And whoops. This is the fun of live television, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh. That, whoops. Bear with me for just a second here. All right. All right. Well, let's try this again. Let's move over here. And I'm seeing my screensaver, folks, and not my video clip. So let's try that one more time. No? All right. Like I said, the fun of live television, ladies and gentlemen. No, you don't do that? Yeah. All right, let's see if we can, there we go. And I wanna, I wanna play that for you one more time. And as we, as we kind of walk through the crowd here, notice the different ages. Notice what folks are doing, young and old. Chairs set up just so they could come and watch the big boy. People just, wandering around curious about what is this this big thing that has landed here in Greeley, Colorado. And the interesting part about it is that, you know, for a lot of the young folks, it's the first time that they're actually seeing a working steam locomotive. And the question becomes, what is this thing? What does it do? Why is it so big? It's like somebody's landed a house in the middle of our, our town here. And at the same time, there are folks that are wandering around who well, they saw steam locomotives operating, and to see one again and to be able to reminisce is such an incredibly special thing for them. Now, the big boy also really has kind of become a, a community symbol, if you will, when it's out there. And one of the things that happened in Greeley uh, while the locomotive was there, and this was on the trip uh, on the way back to Cheyenne um, on Saturday, uh, there was a, a rather, rather interesting occurrence on the front of the locomotive once they got in and got stopped. Uh, 
There was a marriage proposal, yes. Young man and young lady came through the crowd. This, of course, was, was prearranged. She did not know that this was going to happen, um, but her, her groom-to-be there, a young gentleman named Shiat, uh, escorted her up onto the front of the big boy, which uh, she thought was, was pretty interesting in and of itself. And, uh, of course, he did the obligatory bow on one knee, asking to take her hand in marriage. Uh, they even arranged to have a barbershop quartet there to sing them through this. Um, and then Ed Dickens, the manager of the UP STEAM program, crawled up uh, by the smoke box. He, he, he must carry that piece of chalk in his pocket at all times. And there on the smoke box proudly announced the engagement of the young couple. By the way, she did did say yes. She did uh, agree to to Shiat's hand in marriage. So, so folks, you know, the big boy, eight left, one operating, and it's not just a train. It's not just a steam locomotive. It's not just a historic window that we can look at and learn from. Uh, it becomes part of the community. It becomes part of the the fabric that that we are not only if we like trains but just in our country in general and and you just saw here well it becomes part of the lives the married lives of two young folks so very interesting time riding along let's take in now uh, let's let's step into the cab here for a few moments and i want to share with you uh kind of what it was like in the cab and you know you uh you get a different perspective here is looking from the cab back out at the crowd. And when you think about most of us, we're in that crowd looking up at what's going on, looking up at the big boy. Well, it's a different perspective because, you know, the people, they move uh, along. It's a different group every few feet. Um, you're with that locomotive. Um, of course, inside, um, there is Ed Dickens, our engineer, uh, on his side of the cab. You know, something else that you, you don't think about, and this is one of the things that struck me in the cab, was the little subtle things that were going on. What does it look like when you go by another train? And if you look outside over Ed's shoulder, you see we're passing a freight train that was put in a siding to get the big boy by, and, and you know, either looking at it or in the camera here, it is really just a blur. It's a blur of different shapes, different colors, but it's something that you don't see unless you're actually on board. Our firemen over here on the left-hand side, let me tell you what, this young man was good. He kept the boiler pressure at 299 virtually the entire trip. This, the, the needle was just pegged, folks. It was incredible. The other thing about the cab is, is this. It's loud. It is very loud. Um, we obviously were wearing earplugs the entire time. Um, the hand signals that they communicate with across the cab are very subtle. Um, everybody knows exactly what they're doing, and a hand signal on one side generates actions on the other. The other thing that was, was amazing to me was how Ed Dickens played the steam whistle. You know, today, contemporary diesels, that, that button on the dashboard, it's either on or it's off, all right? He actually played the whistle. And I'm going to bring up a clip here 
to kind of get you, we're going to listen to the whistle, and then I want to want to show you what I had observed as uh, we were traveling along there. And let's see if we can, here we go. Let's see if we can do this. Now listen very carefully to the whistle here. second long and then before that short there was a little bit of a different note the quick short blast another little note and then the last long blast going across the crossing now when you look at that in the cab and what is going on there it is incredibly interesting how that whistle is being played and we'll get mr dickens in there you notice here Hand up, ready to pull down on the whistle cord. Between the frames here, he actually does set off that second long blast. And you really can't tell it here, but let me describe it for you. At this point, he is taking the whistle cord and actually pulling it just a hair sideways and a little bit down and getting that one extra note in there. Man, how that gets done with just a lever and a cord going to the whistle is a pretty incredible thing to see and to listen to. Kind of one of those little nuanced things that you can't experience unless you're on board. Now, out there in Colorado and Wyoming, not only was I chasing the big boy along, but we had one of our videographers, Kevin Gillum. Kevin, stroll on in here. We happen to have him in the studio with us today. Um, first off, congratulations. You have been freelancing for Kalmbach for a long time but you have now just come on to the staff on a full-time basis. So congratulations. Thank you, All sir. Right. Very Thank good. You. Very good. So what did you see out there? What did you hear? <laughs> you know, the big boy, it's different than anything else. You know, a lot of people, you know, I've been chasing these things, being around steam locomotives for a very, very long time. And what I see is... You get people out here. I told Bob ahead of time. He asked me. He said, "What do you? What, what am I going to see when I see when I get here?" I said, "Well, take the most people you've ever seen around a steam engine and triple it. You get <laughs> so many people. Everything, everything at some extent, it kind of moves in fast motion because you have all these people. You have people. You have the rail fans. You have the people that are used to seeing this. You have the people that remember it. You have the random people." And then you have people, they have no idea what's coming. And all of it just coalesces into this wonderful little experience of what you can see. And when you're trying to plan for shots, trying to get ahead of it, most of the time you'd have, you know, a couple of cars chasing it. That's fine. Maybe if you're lucky, maybe you find this wonderful little place and you're the only person out there. That's wonderful. <laughs> Here you might have two miles, three miles of motorcade following the thing. So all of a sudden you've got to plan 
ahead of time what you're getting, how you're getting it, and more importantly, how to do it safely. Yes. Now, you mentioned about, you know, sometimes you find a spot in solitude. And I know for folks, if you, uh, if you go out and you look at a map as to where the, the big boy ran this time, from Cheyenne, Wyoming, down to Denver, uh, basically the route follows uh, U.S. Highway 85. And there is one point where uh, there is a bridge going, U.S. 85 goes over the tracks. The tracks kind of head off a little bit to the northwest. And when we crossed under that on Saturday, I looked up and, and like you said, the bridge was just, I mean, it was jammed. There was, there was people on top of people on top of cars. And we got underneath the bridge. And on the bridge, the abutments underneath, there's one guy, one gentleman sitting off on the side. And, and he's got the, the, the perfect shot because he's sitting right there at cab level. He's the only guy around. I'm thinking, wow, what, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, some incredible things that you see out there. So as as a as a videographer, what um what are you what are you looking for? What are some things for you that you would want to take and tell folks, hey, if you're gonna go out and do this, how do you prepare yourself? Let's start there. How do you prepare yourself for something like okay. this? Okay. So the key is when you're doing this type of thing, when you're going out chasing, at least for me, I mean everyone looks at different stuff. Do you want you want good scenery? Do you want hills? There's track charts out there for many railroads. Maybe you find out where the train's going up and down, you know, get it working up the hill. You know, there's a lot of satellite stuff. Google Earth's wonderful this, for this. Google Maps, all this stuff. You can look around, find cool things out there. There's websites out there where people have shot this stuff before. What are you looking for? What do you want to get? Do you want the people? Do you want scenery? Do you want stuff? I always tend to basically shoot what I call train in a landscape, which is that big boy as big as it is. Mm -hmm. It's going to look the same whether it's in Chicago or in the southwest. But, okay, let's say it's going to Denver. Where can I go in Denver where I can say, that's the shot in Denver when I post it? So That's what I'm looking for is where can I put it in its scenery, in its area? And even more than that, when I'm getting there, another thing, lighting's everything. For photographers, mm -hmm, lighting's sure. everything. I always tell people, you know, if you see light on that side of the rail, when you're standing there, you're going to see light on the train. That's going to make your photo yeah. even better. Okay. So it's a lot of preparation. It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of adjustment. Maybe you've got time to get there. Maybe you don't. We've got a video <laughs> clip coming up. We thought we had plenty of time. We thought we had loads of time. Then a four-lane interstate got jammed up, and it wasn't going as fast as it was supposed to. But this is what you get when everything comes together. Okay. Roll the clip. Let's see if we can get the, get the clip to show here. And, yep, there we go. All right. Now, I tell you what, folks, the, the part of the clip you're going to see here, as, as Kevin alluded to, this is the really pretty part. And it, it is, it's, it's a very nice video. We're gonna, we'll talk about the part you don't see in just a minute here.
<laughs> First off, that you, was not me screaming woohoo just for anyone asking. No, I, the, the comment I was going to make was that, you know, the idea of, of this, this locomotive being so woven into what we are doing today, you know, and into our society and in our country, there were a number of places along the way where there were loud, palpable cheers when this when it went through or when things happened around it. That's so what now, it does. It's public relations. <laughs> That's all it is. Okay, so now we saw a pretty nice video clip there. That was, I mean, it's beautiful scenery in, in that was in Wyoming. And now you gotta you reveal the secret behind the video. What happened before that? And this goes to your idea of planning and making sure you're ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, this is planning. Um, you know, most of the time I've got the big video camera rolling. That was shot with an iPhone, guys. Um, <laughs> you know, under the theory of best laid plans of mice and men, sometimes this works better than you think. Um, we thought we had time. We had a couple people there. Uh, let's just say we didn't have time. Um, we'd park the car, check, okay, no one's coming up the road, and full sprint toward the bridge the last <laughs> second. You know, it's not exactly desirable. I don't recommend it, but under the circumstances, it was totally safe to do it. <laughs> we got there, we got the shot, and I tell you, if you've seen this engine, it's a huge engine, you know, 10, 12 cars, mm -hmm. it's not pulling that much. It's usually not working that hard, but that's working up a hill. That's probably the loudest I've ever heard that engine, Bob. Yeah, It was absolutely, fantastic for those that were up on the bridge and I will say how was your ride because um, <laughs> it, it had to be good up in the cab yes. also yeah. you know the other thing I'll say about the ride is it was hot it was loud but it was almost a symphony being played amid ordered chaos it, the way the the steam crew conducted themselves the way they handled the locomotive the when they made adjustments they were they were literally imperceptible and it was like I said, it was the ride of a lifetime it, it really was so so we we got a plan we gotta you know make sure that we we got our shots selected and know where we're going to be heading um what about equipment what okay listen amateur video guy like me hey, i'm an editor i edit things okay you're the videographer. If I want to go out and, and take some nice shots, and you said that was done with an iPhone, what, where do we go for equipment? What kind of things should we be looking at for that? The biggest thing, if you're looking for equipment, for video, what I find more needed than anything, video is good. doesn't matter whether you shoot it with a cell phone, whether you shoot it with a big camera. Tripods are always great, steady stuff. Everyone loves it. Steady Shot has gotten incredibly good in the phone these days. Audio. Audio is the key point, especially if you get out in Wyoming, um, you've got wind and stuff. Yes. So anything of an external audio, anything of a windscreen, that'll help you a lot. And also, I don't know about anyone else. I'm not a huge fan. You get all these still photographers up there and it sounds like a machine gun range firing oh. golf. <laughs> get, that on, get that microphone a little bit in front sure. of you so it's not picking that up. That, because what you yep. want to do is you want to hear, you want to hear that engine come by. Sure. You don't want to hear 14,000 cameras. So that's what I'm looking for is external audio. And like I said, when you, if you, you pick the spot, sometimes what I like to do is I like to get a little bit past the crossing so you can get the whistle coming up, then the whistle dies off, and you get the engine coming by, whether it's running and hard, whether it's just coasting along. 
you get those sounds. You know, maybe maybe you're on maybe you're on an older line with jointed rail. And you get the clicks mm, of the track sure. of the yep. of the cars coming okay. by. You know, you got to watch out because, and that's one thing also. You get less these days, but it still happens. Steam whistles, they're loud. They're really loud. Mm -hmm. You can very easily clip audio. So sure. that's the other thing is you got to you just got to watch out for audio concerns more than anything. The cameras these days, if you can frame a shot you're in good shape. You know, the rules for video are about the same as they've always been. It's the same rules as stills. You know, we all call it the rule of thirds. You know, you have three vertical lines, you have three horizontal lines across your picture. Pick one of those corners and those intersection points. You know, find something that looks good. Just find something that looks good. Find a nice background, nice good spot, maybe easy to get out of. Maybe you're planning this ahead of time, but find good spots and have fun. You know, the rule that there we, we always said, yep. be safe, have fun in Absolutely. that order. Okay, so what you're, what you're telling me is that if I plan ahead, if I go out and get a better phone than what I've got now, and if I obey some basic safety rules and have fun, I, I might come home with some good video. Repetition. <laughs> Repetition is key. The more you do it, the better you do it. You learn from your mistakes. There you go. Maybe you got stuck in that chase pack last time yep. when you did this and you couldn't get to your spot. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. We're going to plan, plan earlier. We're going to go somewhere else. Go somewhere. Try something different. Sure. You never learn until you take chances. There you You've go. got to try. Absolutely. Yep. Vince has hit that wonderful bell, meaning we've got somebody dialing in with a question. All right. What do we have? we got Harris. Uh -huh. Harris is asking... Um, why is the big boy always accompanied uh, by a diesel by the other uh, speed, uh, you, know, you know, that is a question that does get asked fairly often. And the answer is this. Um, one, it is there as a backup um, just in case something does happen to steam locomotive. Remember, we're working with technology for in the big boy's case that was, you know, developed, built back in the late 30s, early 40s. The other reason is extra braking. Um, the dynamic brakes on that diesel can help the, slow the train down uh, considerably. And so it is a very good insurance policy that uh, the railroads put on there. And you see it with a number of mainline steam locomotives these days uh, when they're out operating. So, all right. So there's hope for me on the video front yet. There's always hope. There is always hope. You gotta, you gotta try. You've gotta try. All right. The more you do it, the better you get. Fantastic, Kevin. Thanks for stopping in today. Thank you, Bob. Look forward to working with you. I'm sure I'll get assigned a video project, maybe here or there, and you and I will be out we'll, chasing things again. We'll, we'll get, we'll get you in there. Sounds hey, good. Like I said, you had the best view in the house. <laughs> don't, don't worry about these people. Don't worry about these people out here on the line side. You had the best view. Don't worry about it. I, the one I worry about was I, I, I think there was a buffalo whose picture I took who probably is going to come after me for royalties now. But, you know, I <laughs> hey, could be worse. At least you weren't advertising a buffalo burger. There you go. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, tell you what here, folks, to begin wrapping things up today, we got to visit Mr. Bob's bookshelf. Um, you know, you, you see the big boy and you, you look at it and then the questions start popping up. What, you know, I need to do a little extra reading. Listen, the big boy is one of those railroad subjects that you can go so far in depth on and there is so much good information. So let me hit the bookshelf for just a second here. Probably one of the classic, the best books is just simply Big Boy. And let me put that down and see if we can get Skycam dialed in here. There we go. 
and we'll get that put in there beautifully. All right, this book is by William Cratville. It is an older book, folks, but what Mr. Cratville did was he takes you through the entire story of the big boy. Um, you're going to look at the design, the operation. Where was it meant to be used? What was the logic behind it? Track charts of the area that they were looking at, some of the original uh, math that was done. And then he goes into a really piece by piece look at the locomotive and describes the various parts in detail. So if you're looking for a book that is going to give you a lot of background, you're going to want to track down Big Boy by William Cratfield. Older book, probably going to need to head for the library for this. If you're looking to pick one up, find yourself a reputable used book dealer. Um, some folks will call this a collector's item and put a huge price tag on it. You can find good copies out there that won't have to get you to take out another mortgage on your house. On the bookshelf also, we're going we're gonna to go back, and I'm gonna, we're going to go right to Skycam for this one because this, this is a heavy book. This is the Locomotive Cyclopedia. Um, this is the edition from 1941, and like I said, big book. That is one thick volume. This particular book was put out by the American Association of Railroads. It was an annual volume, and it was, well, think about this. Who out there remembers the Sears catalog, Penny's catalog, Montgomery Ward catalog? Am I striking any notes here with anybody? This was the Locomotive Builders catalog, and you go through this, and you could find all the latest, greatest um, appliances, techniques, things that you would need for ordering and constructing a steam locomotive. Say maybe you would like a uh, window shield for your train crew so that um, they are not catching things in the face as they are looking out the side of the locomotive. Well, what you are going to want to do is order that prime manufacturing window shield. And by the way, Prime Manufacturing used to be a company right here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But the reason I pull out the 1941 version is that was the year that they covered the big boys in the guide here. And there's a nice article about the big boy that gives some technical information and background from a, uh, an engineer and a railroad uh, mechanical department standpoint. And then the next page, uh, erecting diagrams, cross sections, measurements, uh, mechanical statistics. This one here, Locomotive Cyclopedia, this one you're definitely going to have to head to, uh, well, your library, possibly a research library, a, a university library, something of that nature um, would be where you're going to want to find a book like this one. All right. A couple other things on the bookshelf. So where do they keep the big boy when it's not doing its thing, when it's not out there on the road? This particular book is Union Pacific's Cheyenne Facilities by Wolf and Ehrenberger. This book has not only narrative in it, but also tons of great photographs that take you through all of the facilities um, in Cheyenne where the big boys and, of course, other locomotives um, we're taking care of lots of nice black and white photographs. Um, you know, you realize at one point when the big boys were in operation, as well as other steam locomotives, 
The Cheyenne, Wyoming facilities operated seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And there was over 5,000 people working there at one time to help maintain the steam locomotives. Union Pacific's Cheyenne facilities, um, relatively new book, probably can still find this out on the market somewhere. If not, definitely head for your library for that one. And the last one I'm gonna show you today, this one comes from us folks here at Kalmbach. Yep, Union Pacific big boys. Let's get Skycam dialed in here so we can, can show you this one. Um, this is a book that we put out a few years ago. It is forwarded by our late editor, Jim Wren, who was an absolute steam locomotive fanatic and loved the big boys. And this book really tells not only the history of the locomotive, great pictures as well, but it also, well, let's see. We have the uh, exploded diagram uh, by Rick Johnson, one of our illustrators here at Kalmbach. This one goes into not only the history, but also the restoration. And there are some great photos in there showing the locomotive 4014 as it is being rebuilt. So now you're asking yourself, where can I get one of these? That's on that. Listen. KalmbachHobbyStore.com. KalmbachHobbyStore.com is where you need to go. You are going to find big boys. If you would like to sip your morning coffee out of a big boy mug, we've got those there as well. Plus videos, big boy back in steam and on the road to restoration. All kinds of good big boy things at KalmbachHobbyStore.com. Make sure you check that out. Well, that is going to just about wrap up our look at our road trip with 4014 today. I want to thank Kevin for stopping by. Thank all the studio crew here that's been backing me up, Diane, Ben, Vince. Um, make sure you like our Facebook page. Make sure you subscribe to Trains.com. A lot of good things there. You know what? You always come away from a trip like this with a souvenir in some unusual place. My gear bag, plenty of big boy grease on it. We're not going to be washing that thing, folks. Hey, make sure you subscribe to Trains.com and down the line, I sure would like to see you either online or right behind a copy of Trains Magazine. We will see you again here soon on Trains Live. Do you like what you hear? Listen, check out this episode in video with a Trains.com unlimited membership. Click the link in the episode notes and watch it today. Oh, wait a minute, not a member? Try our 30-day free trial of Trains.com, the ultimate online portal for anyone who loves trains of any size from any era. Trains.com, it's your home for the most comprehensive routing news and curated video series, articles, photos, and so much more, all about trains.